Hello, everybody. This is What the Frick Live. You're listening here on 107.7 FM New Orleans. I'm your host, Emily, and I have Mr. Will Martinez with me from Dark Friends Radio. Happy Friday. Happy March Friday. Yes, yes, yes. What a great day. And my birthday's on Monday. I'm just throwing that out there. Happy birthday. <laughs> I am taking gifts. If anybody wants to know my PO. Happy 30th address. birthday. <laughs> it is 30. <laughs> Hey, That's Nick. Right. Hey, Lori. Good to see you all. We are live. We're also streaming live here on different... Um, Hello, Nick. Hello, Lori. Uh, multimedia, social media. We are live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter tonight. So if you're watching via YouTube, please... Uh, what is it? Ring that bell. Ring <laughs> that bell. Give up. us a shout out. Yeah, yeah do something. Yeah, I'm stuff anymore. <laughs> Nick says it's, it's, it's my 24th birthday. It is my 24th. We're always going to be 24. If y'all need to know That's more right. about that, I'll tell you later. But mm -hmm. um, And then if you're on Rumble, please give us a positive Rumble because that helps us keep us in the algorithm. But we love on 107.7 FM. You listeners, we're going to be having call-in soon. Awesome. Hopefully in Get the some... next month. Yeah, that would be awesome to actually get uh, some feedback from the, the listeners there in uh, New Orleans. So Will's going to be in charge of that. Oh, <laughs> I see how I just got thrown into that, but that's okay. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take Will's going to take all those questions and he's going to answer them. I'm just going to sit and just document and watch. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, let's see what we so, can do. We got Will from Dark Fringe Radio. Tell us, Thank Will, you. a little bit what's going on with Dark Fringe. So Dark Fringe Radio, you can mm -hmm. check us out at darkfringeradio.com. And uh, we're available also on YouTube and, of course, all social media, LinkedIn. I'm sorry, not LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. LinkedIn is my personal stuff. But uh, nonetheless, you can check us out. Uh, tomorrow, we're actually dropping another new episode. We're going to be talking about all those uh, UFO sightings that, uh, that's that been going on lately. Those uh, craft have been shot down. Is it real? Is it fake? Are they trying to push us away from what's going on? Uh, you know, especially with all these other things that are happening in the world, like, you know, the war in Ukraine and the, you know, the, um, you know, that railroad. That, Chinese. You know, yeah, the railroad that happened, that, that accident in, you know, uh, in Ohio. So Ohio. still, you know, people don't talk about this stuff. So, again, this is, you know, a lot of questions that we pose. But, you know, tomorrow we'll be uh, dropping that episode. Awesome. I will be listening mm -hmm. to that episode for sure. But tonight we have an awesome, wonderful guest coming on this evening. He's, this is a part two. So if anybody missed the part one, uh, uh, the link is in the description. And you can go over to all of our different uh, platforms and listen to it. But we have Chris Shelton. He's a Qigong master, influencer, teacher, healer, clinical director health of Healthy Athlete Strong Minds Program. He works with Special Olympics in Northern California, Nevada. Um, his motto is, if he can do it, you can too. And I agree with that. I always say, if I can do it, you can also. So let's bring Chris onto the show. Hey, Chris. Hey. See you. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Last time was so much fun. Oh, so it was. It was great. And we, and we barely got to squeeze in like little facial readings at the very end. So we're going to get to that, everybody, tonight. But uh, first and foremost, uh, it's a word that I've kind of had a hard time saying because I'm Appalachia. Uh, <laughs> Qigong. So Qigong. People, yeah, Qigong. Okay. So yeah. people, people have never heard of this before. And honestly, I never did either until I came across your profile on TikTok. Um, can you t explain to people... You know, real quickly about what Qigong is and how you got involved, and then we'll go from there. 
Okay, so qigong, the word um, qi is the life force energy that emanates through all living things, uh, seen and unseen. I mean, even the chair that you're living on on a deeper level um, has a level of consciousness. If it didn't, all of those molecules would disappear into nothingness. So qi, in this case, when we're talking about qi, is this energy within our bodies that we're learning how to harness in order to improve our health and our overall well-being. So gong is a skill. So we hear qigong. So like if you hear gong fu, that means skill with the fist. Uh, so Qigong, mm. in this case, is teaching you how to harness this energy that's already contained within your body. Sure, you can um, tap into your environment as well, too. And uh, But most importantly, not only does it help you improve your health and well-being, but it helps you work on emotional trauma. And because most people don't know that uh, different internal organs of the body house or store different emotions, negative emotions, and when those are not processed correctly, then that shows up as inflammation and disease. So my motto is also is, is that um, the superior doctor is one that can prevent disease before disease sets in. So how can I teach you to become your own superior doctor? How do you do that? Like I need a little action over here because I, I might need some over the weekend. Since yeah, it's my big my big forty two, and I, I've decided to grasp my forties and let my gray. I have one little gray streak, and I'm decided I'm letting that grow out. So I, I need some help. <laughs> yeah, I was just right before you uh, brought me on. I was just in hair and makeup, and uh, yeah, they got rid of my last few grays that I had going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. So the, the so the, I t there's two styles of qigong, at least that are two uh, components. One is where we teach you certain practices, gentle moving and meditation practices, mm -hmm. um, that are meant for you to be able to, you know, improve your overall well-being. The other school of uh, of qigong is in clinical practice because qigong is actually the foundation of acupuncture. So there's simple and gentle movements and guided meditations, but specific meditations. And what I tell people is, is that no matter how simplistic a practice is that I'm teaching you, it's all meant to do something medicinally inside the body. You know, and it's not some kind of weird woo-woo thing. I'm a really grounded guy, um, you know, and what I tell people is, is that try it out for yourself. What I love about it is that it does not discriminate against race gender, age, religious background, spiritual background. Uh, what it does is it, it, it really gives you the tools, in particularly uh, to deal with emotional trauma. Now, emotions, when you talk about negative emotions, emotions actually are good because emotions are the barometer that help us gauge as to what's going on in our environment. When does it show up as disease? It shows up as disease when it's not processed properly or repressed, or even worse, if a person doesn't feel an emotion like anger, for example. So when I see people, patients in clinic with lupus or Lyme disease, especially Lyme disease, the common thread is, is that the person doesn't feel anger. And so, uh, so the body says, all right, you pretend like that didn't make you mad or didn't bother you. And, uh, or, or on a subconscious level, because a lot of times uh, some people will say, yeah, I don't even get angry. I don't even know what that is. Well, unfortunately, your body stores it. And, you know, and, and anger is actually a good emotion. Anger is there to help you fight for the underdog, to get out of a bad situation or to create positive change in the world. But if it's causing you to repress it and you're not expressing it appropriately, it turns into depression and turns into anxiety disorders, all types of bowel disorders. So IBS, colitis, Crohn's disease, acid reflux, 
you name it. Uh, it's a basis for uh, uh, strokes. It's also the basis for migraines for women that have uh, menstrual can't even talk irregularities. Yeah. yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, it, it's you know that is as a result of that anger affecting the blood of the liver, which then affects the nervous system and shows up. So there's so many, so many diseases that show up as a result. You know, but again. These emotions are there for us to feel them and express them appropriately. It's when we hold on to them that it starts to show up as disease. Hmm. Well, I'll let you have a follow-up question to that one. No, no, I that's fine. That's you know, going my mind. it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, because like the old adage is, is like you know when you talk to a woman, you know, usually women are much more in tune with their bodies than men are, right? You know, um, a woman can tell when she's like, you know. Her menstrual cycle is going to come or, you know, maybe when she's going to be either she's pregnant or, you know, things like that. So, you know, for me, it's like it, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, this practice of learning your own body makes sense because you're the only one that kind of is the, the listening to your own body. So who would be the best barometer would be yourself. And now linking how to fix it is is, is the, the hidden piece that most people just, uh, I guess, neglect and um you know, don't know how to put the, the pieces together. But again, what I what I want to ask is how does like how does just like the normal everyday person help themselves get to that next level or maybe start putting the pieces of that puzzle together? So I have my first book that's out. It's called Qigong for Self-Refinement, Total Health with the Five Elements. And in that book, mm -hmm. I'm explaining the practices. Um, and that book actually corresponds with my YouTube page, Chris Shelton Qigong. And I have the 30 days of Qigong on there. And it's like, you're taking 30 weeks with me at my studio, my old studio in San Jose, California. Mm -hmm. And so each day I talk about the practice, uh, and then why we're doing the practice. So the first 20 minutes is an explanation. And then what is mm -hmm. the medicinal, um, aspect that we're going after here? And then from there, what happens is, is that, uh, uh, then I teach the actual, actual practice. So each day builds on top of the next. And so that's one avenue. Another avenue is, and we started this during the pandemic, is um, the Chi Club. And it's live on Zoom, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from 8 to 8.30 um, a.m. 8 to 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And what's cool is we have people from all around the world and mm -hmm. uh, that are members. And it's a half-hour class. And, uh, and if you can't watch it live, you have the recordings for up to a week. And... Mm -hmm cool about it is is that as i'm teaching the class for example um and i'm saying okay let's do this movement for the heart or let's do this movement for the liver i'm explaining well what are some of the functions of the liver what are some of the functions of the heart besides the heart pumping blood and governing blood and such i'm talking about the emotional component so then what we do is is that to make it into a more mindfulness practice i'll say for example because most people don't know that anger frustration hatred resentment irritation, even somebody being too controlling affects the liver. And then this are all those illnesses or inflammatory diseases I was talking about. That's where it stems from. So I'll say, well, I want you to focus on a situation, past or present, who's involved, what's involved, and then feel that, visualize it. And then I want you to imagine a green cloud filling up into the liver. And the reason why is because the color green associates with the liver and the gallbladder. And then as you do the movement or the healing sound, you allow for that to release like a dark cloud going several feet away from the body and going deep into the ground. So unlike conventional therapy, where sometimes you go in there and they dig up stuff for you and they, it's kind of like they pick the scab and you leave there. You're like, oh, man, I feel worse than what I did when I first walked in. Oh, I've done that. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've done that <laughs> in therapy. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm asking you to pick the scab. Yes. But I'm giving you a practical tool that you could take with you everywhere or anywhere. You don't need special clothing, don't need a special yoga mat or nothing like that. And the key difference here is, is that most people, like I said, don't understand or don't recognize because they haven't been taught that different emotions attack different organs. So if you connect mm -hmm. with the emotion, connect with the circumstance, connect with the organ, and then also, like I said, you can imagine in color green, let's say if we're talking about the liver, all that, that's what creates the, the release in the body. And that's how the body transforms because how I transformed my life, how I got introduced to, into Qigong, it was, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> was, it was simply because of, well, by fate. Uh, I mean, God, God definitely guided me, and, and this is what saved my life because I was going to end up dead in prison or both. That's the direction mm -hmm. of my life. But I had severe digestive problems that uh, I lived on all kinds of medications you know, before I was introduced to Qigong. And, uh, and I had everything done, upper GI, lower GI, and... Doctors couldn't figure out. Thank God they didn't take out my gallbladder because a lot of the symptoms, uh, a lot it's of physicians, water. yeah, a lot of symptoms those physicians would have taken out that gallbladder. And um, after about six months of um, doing these Qigong practices as my back was healing, um, I just, the realization one day I woke up like, wow, when did I stop living on the antibiotics? When did I stop, mm -hmm. you know, living on the Tums? And I had severe allergies and sinusitis. I lived on antibiotics and medication all the time and it was just like this realization like wow man when did that go away you know so i couldn't give you an exact pinpoint day but one thing i can tell you is is that it changed and then from there i realized man if a simple gentle movement and specific meditation could do this to me there must be something to the medicine so that's when i started studying classical chinese medicine so I have a follow-up question and then I'd like to maybe possibly go into the face because every all these things are linked to facial features, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so before we went live, we were talking about, I, I went through a very, very hard time and what helped me, and you know, I have a relationship with Jesus. I'm a Christian too, and I believe in vibration. I do believe in that. And um, what helped me calm me down the most, especially in the evenings, because it felt like evenings were so bad. Mm -hmm. is the singing bowls, the vibrations of that. Now, yes. Qigong, you're talking about movement, and then you're also talking about vibration. Is that the same? Same. Like yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's the same as uh, whether you're using tuning forks <clears throat> or um, or the, the, the singing bowls. The, the, um, it's given off a vibration. All of us humans, we give off a vibration, too. And, yes. Um, um, and at... You know, most of us, uh, what will happen is, is that when we get too attached to worldly things, then what happens, it doesn't mean you can't have nice things and all that kind of stuff. It just means non-attachment. When you get too attached, that actually bogs down your energy. So, yes, I'm talking about a vibration. I'm a Christian as well, too. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and when what's interesting is, is that when I see a patient in clinic, I, I take something called soap notes and I, you know, which is taking on the intake and stuff like that. But when I go to take in the uh, treatment strategy, when I go to write the treatment strategy, uh, I believe it's Jesus communicating with, with me or something because I, something will tell me, no, you need to do X, Y, and Z instead. And then what I do is I, I don't argue with it. And so that's how I ended up in Los Angeles, California, um, seeing all of my old friends, um, uh, high profile clients because of the results, because yes, everything is a vibration. 
Everything resonates at a certain mm -hmm. frequency. And what will happen is, is that uh, as you undo these layers, so to speak, of past trauma, then your vibration becomes higher. And your understanding, so to me, when people say to communicate with God or to communicate with Christ, that goes that comes in more when you oh, silence the noise inside of yourself so you could hear the communication. I'm glad you said that. There's a praise and worship song too I used. I think they use a lot of the high uh, the high vibration, like you know, we talked about cat purring frequency. We got frequency. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. it, the song actually goes away from the noise alone with you. And and that frequency that that i used to play that song on uh, uh over and over even at nighttime to fall asleep and then i'd wake up and i'd hear it and, and so the vibration so with qigong do you have to do movements too along with vibration or can you just well, use the vibration well what happens is is that there's two aspects there's healing sounds that you could actually make uh that court resonate with specific internal organs of the body just like there's a musical instruments that also will mm -hmm. resonate with certain internal organs of the body. So you could actually, your body actually already makes these. So I'm going to give you an example. One of my favorite practices when I'm give, when I'm a keynote speaker um, on, on disease prevention or whatnot, one of my favorite takeaways is the heart healing sound. The heart is the emperor empress of the body. It dictates mm -hmm. how much of an emotion is going to be expressed or suppressed. And um, uh, uh, so, for example, if you get afraid of something, what happens is, is that your uh, heart races, right? Then your kidneys are affected. Um, if you become angry, what happens? Your heart races, then your liver is affected. So anyways, the heart can sound. Actually, the negative emotion that specifically affects the heart is abandonment, loneliness, lack of joy, but overexcitation, too. Did you know you could actually die of a heart attack from laughing too hard? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. laughed so hard I got dizzy. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. Like it got tingly and everything. It got I have cheered my son's basketball too. I'll tell you this. I've cheered so much for my son's basketball. I've gotten dizzy too. I feel like there's something going on with my bagel. What is it? The Vegas v Vegas nerve. Vegas nerve. Yes. Yeah. I, I've cheered so hard I thought I was gonna pass out. I've laughed so hard I thought I was gonna pass out. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the laughing like that, what is the first thing you and everybody else does? They go, <sighs> right? Mm -hmm because the heart is trying to regain balance if somebody right. is grieving the loss of somebody or a loved one or an animal had to be put to sleep you hear them sigh or they hear them yawn a lot um, some people clinically will have uh, chronic hiccups and so the, the the person will sigh and um, that's the heart's way of trying to release so the healing sound for the heart is ha so all you do is to make it into a mindfulness practice is you focus on that broken heart or whatever that loss is. Imagine a pink cloud filling up into the chest as you inhale. As you exhale, and that vibration helps mm -hmm. to, that specific word, H-A-A, ha, helps to release that stagnation or whatever that is inside the chest, inside the heart. And then this is how you heal it. So this is one form of a vibration, right? By doing some Qigong movements, you're changing your vibration because, number one, you're silencing the mind, right? You're going inward. And if you are connecting with your environment as you're doing these practices, that's going to further help to change this vibration. Again, most people, um, <clears throat> they are very attached to the ego. You said something about a narcissist earlier today. Yeah, Narcissists are so attached to the ego and being right 
um, that they actually operate at a very low frequency. They may be very intelligent and be, be very clever, but the vibration is very coarse, right? And so they're actually not happy people. And the reason why they, they lash out the way that they do or try to make somebody else feel bad so they look right is so that way they feel better about themselves. I know that I have a, I have a brother, I have a brother like that. So, you know, it's just one of those things that um, everything is a vibration. So even in relationships, we are going to operate at a certain vibration, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong or that uh, you're better than somebody else. What it means is that if you're operating at the higher vibration, you're not going to get attached to all the worldly drama that's going on. You'll be aware of it, but you're not going to allow it to affect you to where you have to act a certain way, behave a certain way, like what they're trying to get us to do right now. Um, you know, you could actually change your vibration by going inside, quieting the mind. And when your organs are operating way that they are supposed to, they are working interdependently. They are not working independently. When they work interdependently, then your life is, vi is, is vibrant, your health is vibrant, your spiritual openness or awareness is vibrant, and your mental health is vibrant as well, too. Mm. Chris, can I ask you a question? I wanted to know, like, what happens is, you know, if you're a person that is trying to get yourself in the right, you know, vibrational, you know, path and, you know, trying to get yourself, you know, set in that way, you know, you do all the right things, but, you know, maybe you have a partner or people that are around you um, that you maybe live with you or whatever the case may be that constantly give off that negative energy. What, what does a person do to kind of like maybe shield themselves from that or maybe not, you know, empathically take in, you know, that obviously that energy uh, that some people just unfortunately, you know, uh, do like, I, for instance, myself from around a lot of negative people, I just, it, I feel it. And I just, I can't, I can't deal with it too much. So I have to like separate myself from that. What, what can a person do? You know, that's a great question because one of the things that they don't teach in our schools, especially elementary schools is healthy boundaries. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of people believe that just because you're born into a family, that through thick or thin, no matter how they treat you, that you have to tolerate it. And my answer is no, no. My good friends, and we have lots of friends uh, here in LA, um, my friends are my family. My brothers, because um, my parents are both passed away, um, uh, my immediate family, my brothers, no, I have, no, they're blocked. Um, I have to have a, a boundary for them because I recognize that um, I can't change them. So my recommendation is, is that, um, is that if you get out of the environment, right, number one, setting up a boundary of saying, okay, well, um, you know, I can't change you and I'm open. We're open to have a discussion moving forward. If you mm -hmm. change, if you also change too. So allowing for that uh, ability to come in, but set, just setting that boundary, you know, of, of being able to say, no, this is not okay for me you're not allowed to treat me this way and your negativity i don't or or if they're just very negative people um mm -hmm. i don't need to be around you and so right. what you like they say you know what you think about you bring about the quality of people that uh, is how you become jim Rohn, who's one of my favorite um uh speakers on character building and uh financial independence you know he says in order to um, surround yourself with beautiful people. Make yourself beautiful. And what does that mean? That means you go inside. Oh. You, so 
So, right, you have to change yourself. I like that. And so as you change yourself, what happens is, is that you're going to attract people. And it doesn't mean exteriorly beautiful. It could mean that. But it really means the people that get it, right? The people that, and we saw that over the last couple of years, the people that are awake and see what's going on and the ones are that unfortunately are still asleep, right? right. And so, um, so you'll start to see these beautiful people show up. They're loving and supportive. And that's the thing is that my closest friends that I have here will never, ever disrespect me and try to take advantage of me. And if I was being a butt, you know, they'd say, hey, Chris, you know, you're being a real ass right now, but I still love you anyways, right? And uh, just being real, being true. Hey, Chris, I think as you as a person, you would take that into consideration. Am I really? I don't think people question themselves anymore. Am I no. the one that that might be the problem here? It's usually people get super defended and or offended, not defended, offended, and then they just exit you out of their life because they don't want to change themselves. Correct. Yeah, that and that happens as well too. You know that that happens as well. So. The key is, is that uh, you always look in, check in with yourself. And, and let's say if you're somebody, uh, let's say, because some people say, Chris, you know, you're asking me to do these Qigong practices. I can't meditate. My mind is r racing all the time. Um, you know, Richard Rohr, uh, the author, Richard Rohr, you know, he talks about him. Yeah. He's a past, him. Pastor. He has a number yeah. of books. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He, he talks about it. He calls it uh, stinking thinking. And uh, he has a he has a book called I, I think it's called um, How to Breathe Underwater, and it correlates the Bible with the twelve step program. And he, and he talks about uh, you know we talk about addiction like alcohol and all that kind of stuff, but um, how many of us are addicted to stinking thinking, right? So, oh, it's so easy. It's so, so easy, easy to be sucked into that. Right. So one of the keys is is that, and this is not necessarily a qigong practice. Uh, this is just a consciousness of practice is that even if you can't stop yourself from going down the rabbit hole on a negative thought, if you check in with yourself and say, you know what, I'm going to be the witnesser. I can't stop these thoughts, but I am the witnesser of what I'm thinking. Now, guess what? Now you're consciously involved with those obsessive thoughts or those crazy thoughts that are going on right now. You're consciously aware. Now you're a participant in this. And instead of letting that mind just run havoc and, run all over the place, you know, and then there's no accountability, right? There's no accountability. Right. And so you're checking in with yourself. I check in with myself. Um, I used to be a very angry person years ago. And uh, through these practices um, and uh, suffering, I've been able to wake up. I'm not saying that I can't get angry or things can't get irritating to me, but um, I'm talk to my wife. I'm pretty chill. You know, she pretty, knows it all. Yeah. We're, we're going to have her on the show. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, um, this is a long winded answer to your question, but I think establishing the boundaries because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Deepak Chopra, the, the physician, and um, he wrote a book with a brain surgeon uh, uh, a number of years ago called The Super Gene. And they talked about the helix of the DNA, and your DNA wants to be healthy. So, even if you're born into an environment, where there's a history of manic depression or there's a history <clears throat> of bipolar or mania um, or high blood pressure, whatever, most of that helix is actually healthy. And there's only small components along that helix strand that shows those hereditary diseases. So what they found scientifically is that if you change your environment, change your diet, and change how you emotionally respond to situations and stimuli, you will not get the disease. And that's where Qigong comes in. 
And these practices are thousands of years old. And like I tell people, if it's not something that, if it's something that was fake, it would have done itself in thousands of years ago. It wouldn't still be around mm -hmm. today. Uh, listen, I've, I've had cancer twice. I've beat it twice with herbal remedies. Mm. I'll just tell, uh, no chemo radiation, but my pH level was what was, so with Qigong, when you're sitting here thinking about this, is this also, when you say diet, is it for us to be aware about our pH levels, the acid in our bodies to bring down the inflammation and everything too? D does that yes. all mesh, it, mesh it all meshes. <clears throat> it all meshes together because um, like in my world of nutrition, according to Chinese nutrition, uh, food is medicine, not just food. And um, if you, the difference bet between Western nutrition and Eastern nutrition is, is that uh, in Eastern nutrition, yeah, we understand the, um, uh, the value, the mineral values, the supplementation values that it, that it comes, comes with it. But also we recognize that different flavors of foods benefit certain different internal organs of the body. We recommend, we also understand that cooking styles, believe it or not, changes uh, the energetic properties of food. So I'm going to give you an example. If you take a raw onion, that raw onion is pungent in nature and it's going to benefit the lungs. So anytime we have any lung abscesses, we have uh, phlegm or pneumonia, we're going to recommend pungent foods, uh, onions, garlic, ginger, mint, uh, and those kinds of things. Now, if you take that same onion and you bake it, now that onion becomes energetically pungent and sweet so now you're benefiting your lungs and your spleen so you mm. see the difference so we're really looking at how different uh, energetic properties of foods um, enhance the body or create disease or create a condition to get worse so i'm going to give you another quick example about since we brought up food let's say somebody's vomiting profusely in, the, in a fetal position they have the classic stomach flu right <clears throat> well you're not going to want to give them Gatorade because they're going to vomit more. Uh, you're not going to want to give them, what's that, kale pectate? What's that pink stuff? I don't know what that stuff is. Uh, uh, Pepto-bismol. Pepto-bismol, yeah. <laughs> not I gave my son that just the other night. Sorry. <laughs> so instead, you're going to ask the patient, well, do you want something hot or cold? And if they say... Oh, and if they're say in, cold. Yeah, so if they, you're going to say cold, uh, then they want energetically cold. So mint tea will, will help them. Yes. So, yeah. When I'm sick, I will go up to Dairy Queen because it's just at the end. And Dairy Queen's probably not the best choice. But when I'm super nauseated and nothing's helping me, a mint uh, milkshake, a small mint milk, yes, something with mint with yes. me when I'm yes. nauseated. So if I'm at the hospital, give me something cold. Yeah, so energetically cold. Yeah. Um, because uh, warming foods, uh, like if, if somebody was in a fetal position vomiting, then they would want something uh, warming in nature. Because if you think about it, if somebody is contracted in a fetal position, what does cold do? It contracts, right? So that yes, type of vomiting, does. then what you want to do is you want to give them ginger tea. The mint tea may make them vomit more. The ginger tea, though, will push the cold out of the system. So you mm -hmm. see, so you ask these some very basic questions. And, and the other thing, too, that people don't understand is cold, raw diet, especially if it's cold outside, um, <clears throat> actually will show up as inflammation and disease as well too mm. and people say now some people's constitution they they could tolerate it and for the most part if you're healthy you know having a cold raw diet is not going to injure you but if you have acid reflux or you have a bad post nasal drip for example i saw that uh, come mm -hmm. in there um post nasal drip i would stay away from all cold and raw food and mm. what does that mean that means that you blanch you blanch your your vegetables you don't overcook them two to three minutes so no ice, cold water, and those kinds of things. Again, it's an energy vibration. 
food is an energy vibration. And so if you understand. Hold on, that's interesting to me that you say you blanch them because when I have really bad post nasal drip and all that stuff, I get in and have a hot steamed shower. There you go. That will, that, that, will that opens up. Yeah. And then if you add some peppermint mm -hmm. oil into that shower or something like that, uh, uh, some lavender oil or something that will open it up more. So, so yeah, so scientifically, most of our bodies operate at about 98.5 degrees, right? And so if you think about it, if you put something from the refrigerator, the icebox into your stomach's on average about 54, 55 degrees, your stomach has to heat it up to 98.5 degrees to assimilate it. And guess what? That, that liver, your liver who aids in digestion, it has over 800 functions in the body. Guess what? That liver, that cold then penetrates into the liver. Mm -hmm. It binds the blood of the liver. So now further um, disrupting digestion, uh, uh, liver blood uh, controls uterine blood. So then we could also start to see things with the menses and stuff like that as well, too. So, hmm. Well, I'll let you have a follow-up. No, we'll, it's funny because... No, I know. I know you guys want to get to the face thing. I know that's your report. Everybody wants to talk about that. No, it's <laughs> But I, one thing, it's funny. It's like, it reminds me of an old wives' tale my mom used to tell me. Um, like if somebody's cooking and they're upset, that food is not going to come out right. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's my mom used to tell me that all the time. And every time that that's happened, whether it was me or somebody else that was upset and they end up cooking, the food never came out right. It was just <laughs> off. That's why you never complain at a restaurant, everybody. Well, yeah, that's why. <laughs> but it was so true. It was so true. And she was so right. And it was like, you know, it's was like, where does that come from? And it, it's obviously just, it's back to elementary, what you're talking about, about all the energy going into the food. And if you're, if you're in that energy, you know, thing of being negative, 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 that's just going to go into whatever it is you're doing. Right. You totally. And so not only do we, when we look at nutrition, we look at, okay, how is the person eating? Right. Are they standing while eating? Are they arguing while eating? Oh, I stand while I eat. All the is that time. bad? It's bad for you. They say they want, oh. you, to sit, they want you to be in the present moment. Sit down. I mean, we're we're busy folks. We're on the go all the time. But I, I cook breakfast every morning. That's one of my meditations to do. And um, no matter how busy I am, I sit down and eat. Um, you know, not being in the presence. So watching TV all the time while eating, or watching something violent, or watching the news. Right. Uh, you know. And so we had a standing rule that with the kids that we had no heated discussions about school at the dinner table or before they went to school. Right. There's no discussions around that. So we take in also how the person eats. and going back to vibration. Yes. If a person is angry. Yeah. That vibration. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example. So I was a butcher for 21 years mm -hmm. and uh, and I was a meat manager for part of that time. And part of my apprenticeship, you know, I had to go to um, I, the slaughterhouses and watch them slaughter the animals and the chickens and all that kind of stuff. Right. So some of those cattle coming in there, they have no idea what's going on. But some of them have the fear of God in their eyes. They know something's around the corner. Anyways, um, at the when if an animal's scared at the time of slaughter, what happens is is that um, uh, the meat turns purple. Now we used to call it back in the day. We call it cutter beef, and they would tell us to sell it anyways because it doesn't taste any different. But now after studying by energy and vibration and all this kind of stuff, I realized that oh yeah, it's purple. It may not taste any different, but guess what you're eating. You're eating the fear. You're eating the cortisol. You're eating the adrenaline. That oh, that everything is in there. Had. Yeah, and that's what you're putting into your body. 
that's why they say when you go hunting and you go hog hunting, for instance, that you want to kill the hog as quick as possible because a lot of times they end up suffering and all that stuff goes into the meat and the meat goes bad. So yeah, yeah, and I recommend like uh, uh, kosher butchering and such, or and you know uh, because the animal's blessed, um, you know I I, I um, or grass fed, you know these these an- those animals need to be on on open pasture feeding on grass, mm-hmm. not being yep. fed cord. And so how the animals taken care of is of utmost importance. And um, yeah, so this is a whole another subject that we get. Yeah, because this is making me worry about like the attack on our farmlands <laughs> oh, and what no. happened in East Palestine, which is oh, what? two hours from me. Oh, and, man. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, well, we're seeing well, we're seeing what's happening with the food chain, right? We yes. see what, what, the, what, what is coming around the corner. And you have to be I, I did that my own research last year called America on Fire with all of the burning down. Uh, like it was way more than what anybody else could have was putting out there. I was on several podcasts with it, but you know, they're burning it down. Our chickens, cows, chickens. all that stuff. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, no, this farms, is crazy. Yeah. So that, this just means part three, Chris. Is all I'm gonna say. Part three. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to be able to get. We can go down that rabbit hole too, you know. And, yeah. and um, you know, we serve people from all walks of life. And um, and one of the things, oh, my, our biggest thing is self empowerment. And self empowerment yeah. comes through knowledge. I'm not going to force feed you knowledge. I'm going to give you little tidbits of information. Now you can take it or leave it. It's up to you. Um, but I say, you know, try it out. Research more. Research yes. different uh, podcasts, uh, news organizations, whatever. The information is out there if you want to, uh, if you want to educate yourself as to what's going on. And if you know, and the key is is that to be aware because you're a contributing factor to the whole. So even if you're somebody that's not going out there rioting, uh, burning down, um, you know, breaking in. Uh, uh, building windows or whatever, being part of a demonstration or whatever. But if you're sitting inside your house and you're uh, egging this on, like you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, because the country has been so divided now. And if whatever side that you're on and you're egging on that behavior and stuff like that, guess what? Even though you're sitting inside the house, that vibration still connects. to the. It's It's a connection. It's It's a a connection. Warfare. Yeah. It doesn't matter how far away the person is. We're all interconnected. We're all interconnected. I was talking to my uh, boxing coach uh, this morning uh, before uh, heading over here, and um, um, and one of his good friends had just passed away. And and uh, and like I told my coach, yeah, when people when people say that we're all separate, we're not. We're all integrated. Yeah. We're all integrated, yeah. and we all have to face that one moment when we transition, right? So death is something that none of us are escaping. And so we really have to look at how can we be harmonious with ourselves first, love ourselves, change our own internal vibration. And then that's how you change the vibration of the planet. Um, I, you know, this idea of the war on fentanyl, I saw an article, or the war in Ukraine, you know, we're going to create more war. Well, you have that kind of rhetoric. And guess what? That's an energetic vibration that's going to resonate out there. Or um, I hear people say, oh, I'm going to... Uh, have a war against the anti-vaxxers. I mean, how many people I, I heard say that, you know, people that weren't vaccinated should be sh- shot and killed. You know, um, we have to stop and look at how those words penetrate outwards. But oh, even your those words, words have power. Power. But you're also injuring yourself too and don't realize mm-hmm. that you're actually injuring yourself 
too. So one of the things I love about Qigong, going back to it, is, is that um, it gives you tools to deal with day-to-day trauma and events that's going on. And it's really about you taking control of the steering wheel and say, you know what, I'm going to self-empower myself and I'm going to transform. My destiny, whatever that destiny is, is changeable. It's changeable. And that's the great thing about being a human being is that we could reinvent ourselves at any point in time, any point in time. Only species on the planet that really could reinvent themselves, their career, their, their trajectory, whatever. You know, we have that ability. And the nice thing as you peel away these layers and your vibration increases through a practice like Qigong or Tai Chi is that now you're opened up to higher vibrations of people, opportunities. I mean, it just keeps on going. <clears throat> so with all this energy, we hold, hold a lot of it in our face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm one of these people that I cannot hide my expressions anymore. <laughs> the older you get, the more you can't hide that stuff. That is so true. That is so true. <laughs> so I have questions dealing with the face. We did some face readings the last time, but mine is kind of on the like dark side. <laughs> Okay. like the serial killers we did um the last time you were on we did the um what's his face the idaho four remember do you remember him the, uh yep. Burger yep. and things i ha- i have this and and will has i'm trying to add it okay will has some, some questions about some other people too we did oh we did we did cody brown sister wives that was spot on. And then we did Brian Kohlberger. Mm-hmm. But real quick, before we get into these facial features that you can read somebody just mm-hmm. by their face, like how does that tie in with Qigong, Chinese face reading? So, yeah. So the, the development of Chinese face reading thousands of years ago was as a result that uh, physicians at the time didn't think it was appropriate to touch women to diagnose them. So they had to come up with a way to diagnose without touching. And, so each part of your face connects to a different internal organ of the body, or maybe it's a couple of features. For example, like your ears, your philtrum, your chin, um, lower cheek or upper cheek area connects to your kidneys. And so we could tell things, for example, uh, the way that we use it is um, we could tell potential diseases inside the body. We could tell if somebody has heartbreak. We could tell if they have mitral valve conditions or a chance for low or high blood pressure. We can tell diabetes, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing it tells us too is the personality. And it tells us how the person thinks and um, and then what emotions are actually stuck and is the driving force behind their actions or the way that they perceive the world because everything is a, is, a, is a perception. So, so now when we talk about face reading, like the little clips that I put on my TikTok page, I'm only yeah. calling out uh, little like single features. Generally speaking, the more advanced way to do this is, is to combine features together. Because some features will enhance maybe somebody's control issues, for example, or some uh, other features may take away how controlling that person is. And, you know, maybe they just internalize their anger more. So the more advanced proper way to do it. But what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to introduce people that, yes, you know, we store these emotions in our tissues and it actually shows up on our face. We can actually tell by looking at somebody how somebody thinks, um, you know, whether they're a gut person, like they rely upon their gut or they're a practical person. So then you know how to communicate better. And what's fun, it's fun to read other people's faces, but people that take my face reading class, it's really an introspection into yourself. Can you tell us about Will? 
<laughs> you know, Since he, he, he's, he was my co-host, what, two years, two and a half? Well, yes. And yeah. he's back. Yeah. He's back. He's back. My my son's like the OG is in the house. He's no. <laughs> like, can you? Do, I, I never put my co-host on the spot, but might as well. Like that's fine. You, yeah. So um, okay. So so just some simple things. So well, do, does was your father more of the influence in your life? Because no, no. mother. Yes. Mother is more of the influence. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but also too, he has more of a. Um, uh, you have a great stamina. Um, uh, he has a lot of energy, so he's giving with his energy, uh, his money, uh, if he trusts you, then that's okay. But, um, uh, but he's, he's what we call as a, as a, like an earth person. So, um, he thinks a lot, he thinks a lot, but he trusts, he work he trusts, he makes decisions from his gut. A lot of his decisions are from his gut. And then because there's a stubborn streak, <laughs> Um, that once he, <laughs> he is stubborn, he is stubborn. I have stubborn. Yeah, I have. So, like so when, once uh, once he decides to make it, once he makes a decision on something, uh, and sticks his heels in, it's going to be hard to budge him. That's right. That's why he's back on what the frick live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spot on, Chris. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. You know, so I'm very careful when people say "read me, read me." You know, yes, because. Uh, uh, you know, I was given a talk to trauma nurses and doctors from three major hospitals uh, four or five years ago. And the keynote speaker before me was a top brain surgeon from Stanford. And he was talking about head traumas and hematomas and stuff like that. I was like, oh, man, how am I going to compare to this guy? And I was like, oh, Chris, just own it, right? So I get up there, you know. And uh, sure enough, I had some physicians up front. There's about 67 nurses and doctors in the room with their arms crossed like this, you know. And, um, and so to sell the end of the talk, what happened was, was that they called up a couple of the trauma nurses. Well, at the end of this talk, a nurse came up to me, punched me in the shoulder. She said, Chris, you have to have a filter on your mouth. And the reason why was because I was just being honest, you know, I wanted everybody to see. And the reason why this is the cool thing though, the reason why they had me speaking was that certain lines and features that the Chinese have said on the face represent certain diseases. Now, Western medicine is starting to say, oh, yes, that line or that feature actually means this. So they're now starting to catch on. So they catch up. Look, I've seen like crow's feet, crow's feet off your eyes or something is linked. Well, is, is that what you're kind of talking about? Like the lines like that? Well, or, yeah, some, all the lines. Lines around your mouth. All the lines, the lines around your mouth, the lips. And so anyways, this gal, she comes up and I said, well. I said, you're, you're a very giving person, hence the reason why you were in trauma. But I said, you're awfully cruel to your husband. The whole crowd went up and, ah, you know, and, and, she, goes, and she goes, well, and I said, well, not so much maybe in, in person, but, uh, uh, but behind closed doors, he's in for it, you know. Anyway, so I'm very careful what I see. But, you know, crow's feet depends. If the lines go down, then that's past, yes. regrets, past regrets and sorrows line goes up it's been happy right you feel like well happy if the, well or... especially if there's like a few lines that go out uh horizontally uh, and up from the outside of the eyes those are people that flirt a lot so you can play around mm. with them you can play around like, with i them. need injections or you just stop flirting this much that's all <laughs> i never leave my house i'm not flirty but i have I do have questions because we did the Brian Kohlberger and I'll have Ted Bundy up here. These uh, serial killers, because I'm all about true crime. Uh, um, do they all carry like same characteristics in their face? Have you uh, noticed a pattern? 
Well, um, you know, I haven't really studied, uh, you know, serial killers. You haven't come to the dark side. (laughs) In my my face reading class, what we do is uh, the very last class we read um, the last five presidents, uh, which Mm -hmm. is a lot of fun to do. Um, Hold on. Going back to uh, uh, Ted. Here we go. Here's Ted. There's Brad Kohlberger. There's Ted Bundy. And there's a last president, George Bush. Okay. So I think he looks like Ted Bundy. That's why I'm throwing in there. Are you saying that he's a serial killer? I think he, I think he's, he's got something going on down there. Do you know? Do you know something we don't know? I um, think so. I, don't you think he looks like Ted Bundy? I do. Yeah, a little bit. Of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. So what, what do they have in common here? Okay. So, um, well, uh, Bush there, he has what we call as a crooked mouth. Now, normally. And same with the guy uh, up on, right above him too um, has yeah. a crooked mouth. You see how yeah. the when the lips are together, see how that line is a little bit wavy where the lips meet. Mm-hmm. The more wavy that line is, the more that the person tends to lie or bend the truth. The Kohlberger, Kohlberger though over there on the on the he's the Idaho four possible murderer. He, it looks like that's straight the top. Well, he didn't lie about anything. He got caught. He told everybody, "Yeah, I did it." So. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so you tell us. But I, I'm going to say though that of these four pictures, the common thing that I'm seeing is the deep set eyes. Meaning okay. they, they, first of all, yes, they may be um, uh, attacking and, and killing these other people, but they're number one, they're in their head a lot, they think a lot, um, they're very self-critical. So um, if Dad had a um, um, had more, well, he could. When I say uh, a father or mother, it could, it could be like a very strong mother having very masculine. Um, you know, oh, there we go with George Bush's mom's conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so it doesn't necessarily mean a man. It just means that uh, mm-hmm. whoever was the primary person to raise, they had very masculine um, traits about them. Um, and so we see the deep set eyes like that. So they wrote a lot. So they're very self-critical, but they're critical of others. And the eyes are small like that because they don't trust. They don't trust. They are conniving. And then anybody, especially with thinner lips, uh, when you have the thin lips like that, um, then they tend to be more cold. <clears throat> now, the, the guy that killed the, the, the four college students, mm-hmm. um, if you see on the outside corners of his lips, he has what we call as hollows. See those little holes mm. in the back? Yeah. So he has weak self-esteem. His self-esteem is... Um, well, they said he used to get made fun of a lot in high school because he was really overweight then. And then he became addicted to drugs to lose cool. that weight. Yeah. So you can see that that's still his self-esteem is still um, is still weak. But I would say uh, the common thing is the size of the forehead. The, uh, they're thinkers. Um, um, the, the brow bone, they're angry. Also internally angry, meaning they they brood over their anger, and mm. uh, they probably keeps them up at night and such. And we tell that uh, from the subtle lines in between the the uh, um, eyebrows there, and um, and then testosterone, the amount of testosterone that they have. We tell that by the bushiness of the eyebrows and the chin, the strength of the chin. Look at everybody has a strong chin here. Yes, they do. So they have a strong will, a strong will to survive, a strong you know. Um, never, never give up. Yeah, maybe? yeah, and is the one up on top there is that Ted Bundy up there on the very yeah top? Ted Bundy top right Ted Bundy lower left. If you're yeah, so uh, so up on the top right picture you can see that he's burning at that point in time in his life he's uh, burning the candles at both ends 
Uh, you see the three whites around his eyes there. That means yes. he's burning his adrenal system. Normally, you'd okay. only see like uh, George, Bush, George Bush there. Um, you'd only see the, the cellular on the left and the right side. But when people you see underneath, or they call it four white sides of the eye, where you could actually actually see the around the um, around the uh, the iris um, is um, whites around the eyes. So if you see that, they're in there really they're really uh, bugging out and burning the candles at both ends. Speaking one, of bug, oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. What, one interesting thing though about serial killers is that they found, at least according to Lillian Bridges, who has a book called The Face Reader, um, in her book, she says that uh, uh, celebrities or people in the public so uh, spotlight who have three or four white, or especially four white sides around their eyes, are more prone to suicide attempts. Wow. Or somebody, somebody trying to kill them. Yeah, somebody trying to kill them. Hmm. Something in the psyche. Mm -hmm. Question about the eyes, because I was diagnosed about two years ago with thyroid eye disease, and I have a lid leg, is what they call it. When my eyes, like, can go down, especially if I'm under a lot of stress and, and things like that, like, you will see a delay in my eyelid looking down or looking back up. We can call them crazy eyes. Wendy Williams, which she's wet, she has the Graves disease part of that. I don't have that. I have lid lag from thyroid eye disease. Can you tell? I mean, the eyes is like a gateway to your soul. I mean, you can Correct. tell. So when somebody has that shifting, can you tell like there's something else going on with them other than maybe not like emotional, but health wise? Well, yes, well, we can tell the health of it. But again, even in, in Graves disease and in that condition that you're talking about is not processing anger properly and resentment. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. And, uh, so when I'm stressed out, I'm angry. And yeah, so that's so, why that's yeah. why it acts out a lot more. Yeah. So one of the things times. that the liver does is it controls your eyes, and now the luster of the eyes is is controlled from your heart, but that's the eyes itself, it's the liver. Liver, because my doctor told me if I drink more alcohol too, not that I drink a whole lot, but she said if you drink more alcohol, it can flare your eye lid lag. Oh, totally. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a liver, it's a liver dysfunction. That's for sure. Well, so oh, let's speak, oh, speak, Ed, I have this, and then I have one that we got about five minutes left here. Oh, wow. Uh, Brittany Spears, and then I have one that Will, Will sent me today, Dave Chappelle. Oh. But, so this, this is obviously has been airbrushed, but um, here's her, and then I'm going to put them both together. She's been on lithium <clears throat> for a very long time, supposedly, yeah. and uh, drugs can change somebody's face shape. Can you tell oh. us, like what you see between these two? Yeah, you know, uh, she's such a talented artist, you know. Um, I was so happy to hear that she was able to get her money back from her dad. Um, mm -hmm. She put on all that hard work. But yes, so you can see the eyes around the eyes is dark. Now that could be makeup as well too, but the, the it's sunken in. Like if you look at the picture where she's wearing the white blouse mm -hmm. there, her eyes are more sunken in um, That the um, on the cheekbone. I'm not talking about the eyes itself. Because um, she does have what we call deep set eyes, how the how far back the eyes go, um, that that shows a kidney dehydration um, and addiction. We look talk about any kind of addiction or over the counter drugs or alcohol, whatever. Um, you know, it affects the liver and the kidneys and the pancreas as well too. And so, uh, what you're seeing is a kidney uh, dehydration, kidney deficiency, mm -hmm. and also too, um, you barely see it on the outside of her temples there. Um, but, um, but you see, cause it, it's double, 
yeah, they're sunk in. That's the sign of addiction. Uh, we see people with, uh, they're prone, and, and it could be to porn. It could be not just to chemicals and drugs and, and such or alcohol, but yeah, and addiction. Um, her, it seems like though, between this younger picture and this picture here, uh, her heart got softer, meaning um, her heart opened up more because her eye shape actually changed to kind of down. Yeah, like, it goes down. goes down like this a little bit. Now, if they went the other way, then that's somebody that tends to be more mean or, you know, uh, but when it turns down like this, then they have, like, she probably loves animals and oh, I'm sure know, she does. Yeah, cre you know, creature comforts and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, but past regrets, yeah. So, mm -hmm. well, we got Steve Chappelle now, or not Dave Steve, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Not, I love this sorry, guy. Dave Chappelle. I'm love glad you guy. do, and I'm glad that maybe possibly Will does, but I want to see what you say about his face. <laughs> well, if we can zoom in a little bit more. So, uh, obviously, on. obviously, the guy laughs a lot. <clears throat> um, Hold on a second, I want to zoom <clears throat> in. And, and uh, one of the things that we can tell somebody laughs at, at like, like, um, I don't know if you ever, there we go. I don't know if, uh, like, he'll laugh at like goofy things too, like um, Benny Hill. I don't know if you remember Benny Hill back in the day. And uh, my favorite uh, <laughs> uh, uh, airplane, the movie airplane, that kind of slapstick comedy type stuff. Like, he'll laugh at that kind of stuff as well, too. Um, um, he's going to have a long life. We can tell that because the size of his ears, uh, his philtrum, uh, and his chin. And he's a champion, you know. Um, I don't know his full background at all, but the way that his chin goes means that he's a champion for the underdog. So what, what's bad about him being slammed by these different groups is, is that if you really listen to what the man is saying, he's not putting anybody down. He's really a champion for the underdog. He's gotten a bad, I think he's gotten a bad rap. Um, he, uh, um, he has a lot of energy, um, uh, stamina, good stamina as well too. Um, he sees the bigger picture in things. Um, I think his mom has more of his in, the influence in, in her life, in his life. And um, yeah, um, he could take care of himself, but he doesn't mind having somebody uh, take care of him. And he's definitely a thinker. That guy is definitely in in his head a lot. And we can tell also he has lots of Do you friends. think he could be rude and mean? Sure. He has, uh, yeah, no, you can see by the brow bone and the, and the, okay. um, the eyebrows. Yeah, he has a temper, you know. Um, he has a temper that he could, he could be controlling, you know? Well, uh, I, I worked for a high-end security company, and our, we had security guards for him. And he called me to talk to me on the phone. It was the most – he cussed me out. He called me all kinds of names. I've never – I told him I don't get paid enough to deal with him. And I was uh, going to let the CEO of the company follow uh -huh. up with him. So I let him do that. And the CEO of the company backed me, and we actually let him go as a client. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But I don't know if he's under the influence of alcohol or anything like that. But I, I talked to him one other time before that. But that night was absolutely crazy. And it, like I picked up the phone and it was like I, I had no clue what was happening. Screaming like it was awful. It was him. Yeah. No. So you see that in the, in the strength of his brow bone. You see that in uh -huh. the strength of his um, of his eye, uh, eyebrows itself. And um, and uh, and, but also, too, uh, now that we're calling this out, um, mm -hmm. is that his moods shift. His moods will shift like a, like a okay. manic shift. It can shift. And we can uh, tell he was definitely manic that night. Yeah, yeah because we can tell this by the, 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 the pointiness of his uh, ears. Yeah. Kind of like mm -hmm. Mr. Spock, like Mr. Spock. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of the same type of thing. And so you can tell that um, 
and I wonder by now I'm looking at his ears more if he had health issues when he was younger as well too um, at different periods in his life but uh, yeah so yeah he could definitely get angry could definitely be controlling um, but whatever he'd gone through uh, ten, tends to make him like I said at least according to what it looks like on his chin a champion for the underdog and whatever that means you know so um, just a note to self on Tinder, I will not swipe right with guys with pointy ears. <laughs> That's it. Everybody listen to this right now. No guys with pointy ears. <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. But, but Chris, real quick, we're going to have to let you go and then we'll close out okay. the show. Can you tell people, wait, I have your website, your social media is in, in the description, but people via radio on 107.7 FM here, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, yeah, you go to sheltonqigong.com. That's the website. Uh, all my social media handles are Chris Shelton Qigong, and it's spelled Q-I-G-O-N-G. Uh, same thing with YouTube. TikTok is Chris underscore Shelton underscore Qigong, and uh, we show, show up little videos on there. And, uh, yeah, uh, we have a teacher training program. We have, uh, like I said, the Chi Club that's live. Um, so if you want to deal with stress. And that thing was – that Chi Club, by the way, was very powerful during – the lockdown because you know people were stuck oh, yeah. in fear i could imagine yeah. yeah and so we have that uh, we also have a mastermind program and then later on this year i my new book on how to fix back pain is coming out yourself uh how to fix back pain yourself is coming out later on this year and also my new film documentary uh called a healer's oh, journey is coming out love documentaries it, i want to watch that yeah so sitting in the oh, film later this year so um Great. a lot of exciting things yeah well, thank you so much for coming on What the Freak Live. We're, obviously, yeah. we're going to have to have you come back if, if you'll yeah, have, there's if so you'll have <laughs> There's so many topics that we could definitely talk about. I, I mean, know. You yeah, know. Definitely. My, my, my wife says that, you know, she goes, you know, we need to just put you in the box. But every time she tries to put me in the box, my arm falls out, my leg falls out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much. So thank you so yes. much, Chris. And we'll let you thank go. You, Chris. And, right, thank and you, Chris. we'll Be talk blessed. to you next time. Be All right. blessed. All right. Thank you. There we go. We have Chris Shelton. Qigong. Yes. Qigong. Look. Everybody. That's actually really nice. Isn't it right? That noise? That was really nice. Yeah. I got addicted to those. And I, I want my own quartz. Uh-oh. We don't know what happened to you. you he, he qigonged himself. I qigonged out. myself out. <laughs> I cheated on myself out. There yeah, go. there we go. No, camera. my camera gave out for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no. So it was weird. <laughs> that vibration went to a whole other level. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, it was pointed in a different direction. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. For those that are just listening, you have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah. <laughs> Show playback. Just, yeah. Next week, well, next week we're off. Next Friday is St. Patty's Day. Monday's my birthday. Yes. St. Patty's my dad's Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah, so we're off next week, but we're going to be back the following week with Dean Bertram, Midwest nice. Beer Fest. I love Dean. Very he's nice. awesome. So he's it, he has a lot of talk shows and stuff. He's super weird fest weirdo. So awesome. That's, Looking forward to he's it. He's in good crowd. So thank you everybody for tuning on. And we'll see you again, not next Friday, Friday after that at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on 107.7 FM, New Orleans, and on all of our social medias. Love you all. Have a great night.